The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, are we a blessing or a curse? Is humanity worth saving? Our tongues may be somewhat in our cheeks, but we think this is a legitimate question. From our climate change panel of last week, November 11th, we saw that we can still save ourselves. There are solutions if we act now, but is humanity worth saving? Let's look at the record. We haven't exactly been a blessing to the planet. Rape of the land, pollution, extinction of other animals, and deforestation. We haven't always even helped ourselves either. We can boast of creating war, antibiotic-resistant germs, diet-caused illnesses, violence, and genocide. Then there's the oppression of women, abuse of children, exploitation of men, veterans with needs unmet, nursing home atrocities, masses of traumatized refugees, persistent slavery, poverty, hunger, drug, and alcohol addiction, abuse of animals, greed, and stress galore. Heard enough? So, if we can make ourselves extinct with climate change, why fight it? (laughs) Is humanity worth saving? What do you think? Tune in, call in, ask Beth Green, and tell us what you think. And now, here's Beth. Hi there. Welcome to Inside Out. Well, first of all, I have to tell you that the response to our climate special of last week has been fabulous. And that means people listened, wanted to listen, listened to the whole show and felt motivated and inspired and wanted to take action. And it the reverberation continues. So if you did not listen to that program, it's called the Climate Opportunity Uh, And it's all about how we can help the planet while improving our lives. And it's all about solutions and hope. But, you know, let's get real about this. Well, if you haven't heard it yet, please check the podcast November 11th and pass that podcast on. So many people have said to me, Beth, I didn't know this. I didn't realize this. I used to be hopeless and I didn't feel there was anything we could do. And now I feel better and now I feel motivated and I mean, this is important, guys. Pass it on. I'm serious. This is, I'm going to repeat that. Should I repeat that, James? Yeah. Okay. What would you like to say to them? I want to say this is important, guys. Pass this on. You never know when you are going to influence somebody. In fact, one of our listeners told me the other day, she told me that another one of our listeners had been profoundly impacted by a program. Now, she had listened to the program on The Secret, um, you know, where I kind of like said, are you kidding? Uh, why do we have to control reality? When are we going to start living, uh, learning to help live with it? So anyway, she shared this podcast with someone and the person came back and said, you know, this had really impacted her and changed her thinking. So, Wow. You pass on a podcast 
And the podcast does the work of, uh, you know, um, shifting somebody's perspective. Now, I'm not saying that every time you pass on one of our podcasts that your friends are going to love you. They might hate you. (laughs) But I can tell you that it's input that people might take in. And that's what we need. We need a lot more input, a lot more consciousness, a lot more conscious input. So anyway, having said that, as James told you, we're going to talk about is humanity worth saving? And I'd love you guys to call in today because I think we're going to have some fun with this question. Uh, And you may have your own opinion. So, James, would you like to give the number before I go on? Yes, yes. The number to call is 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Now, you would think that I would remember that number, wouldn't you? But no. (laughs) (laughs) I can never remember that number. I have to always scramble when I have to look for it. So thank you, James. You're very welcome. Anyway, anyway, I am, you know, when I look at the question, is humanity worth saving, uh, and we look at all the things we've done, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is the question, is it worth it to whom? Whose perspective are we looking at this from? And I think that's really a crucial question. If we were looking at it from the perspective of many, many of the species on the earth, they probably think of humanity as a scourge. Truly, we have eaten up the whole ecosystem for ourselves whenever we possibly can. We kill, we slaughter everything that gets in our way. And I understand that because, frankly, I am the same way. Well, this is how I mean that. You know, if there is a germ that's getting me, I am going to pull out those antibiotics. I don't care how many germs I kill, right? And, you know, while I love the idea of wildlife, we're out here in the country here in Oregon, and there are bear in the area, and there's some cougar in the area, Um there aren't as many coyotes as it happens. But then there's a lot of other kinds of uh, animals like deer and turkey and all of that stuff. Uh, well, speak, speaking of which, by the way, there's a whole flock of turkey walking by as we're talking on the show. Now, I don't feel threatened by those turkeys. But boy, if I, if I felt threatened by a bear, the first thing I would do would be to hide out in my house. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we don't have a gun. I probably shouldn't say that on uh, on the air. We don't have a gun. But, but we've got uh, two very ferocious dogs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Five, six pounds uh, and 19 pounds. And uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> I mean, if if a bear were marauding my uh, my house, and this has happened to people, you know, the bears are breaking into your house. Well, the first thing is don't be stupid and leave out food for the bear. But if one came in, I would instinctively protect my children, my doggies. Uh, I couldn't really physically do it, but my desire would be all of my humanitarian, egalitarian thoughts would be completely out the window, wouldn't they? And I've had real situations like that because I've lost animals to coyotes. And I, I appreciate the perspective of the coyotes. In fact, I wrote a story once, a short story, which says, uh, I forget the name of it exactly, but it it was about giving the coyotes a vote. And, yeah, uh, I believe the title was the day the, the day the coyotes got the vote. Oh 
yes. Oh, thank you, James. How did you remember that? <laughs> it just came to me. Oh, that's amazing. Well, <laughs> well, along that line, I just want to say this. Yeah. What if all these species, aside from humanity, had got to have a vote of thumbs up or thumbs down, like in the Roman Colosseum, yeah. to let humanity live or not live? What do you think that vote would be? Right. I think we know what that vote would be because our our uh, animal friends vote uh, by attacking, and they do tell us those of the, uh, you know who have that kind of strength and uh, nature, and they do tell us that we are pushing them just too far. We're pushing them too far. If we were looking at it from the perspective of the fish in the sea, how do you think they feel about the fact that they can't swim without getting polluted? So, woo, first question is, from whose perspective is humanity worth saving? And then let's talk about even from our own perspective. Now, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate. I am really serious. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to hear what you have to say. I think some people are shocked by the question or they don't want to answer it. But anyway, um, even from the human perspective, uh, how many of you have wished that individuals or groups of people were dead. Now, you might not be willing to shoot them. You don't believe in it. You're nonviolent or whatever it is. But don't you kind of wish that they were gone? You know, how many of us in this country would have wanted the Nazis to live on? And uh, we, in, in our own time, you know, we're, out, we're out there trying to wipe out ISIS. So there are aspects of, and some and they're trying to get rid of us. So there are aspects of humanity that all of us want to get rid of. If I were alive at the time of the Spanish Inquisition and the inquisitors were going around burning people and torturing people and forcing conversions, I would like them to just gently be taken out of the picture by God somehow or other, even <laughs> though I personally... I'm a nonviolent person. I mean, let's get real. We all want to get rid of somebody. I mean, sometimes we just want to get rid of the person who has the job that we want. And we don't want to kill them physically, but we want to kill them off on some level. So, yes, if we're going to get honest. But then I think about, oh, my doggies. Now, my dogs don't want humanity dead as long as that includes me and James. And that's for obvious reasons. To our doggies, their survival depends on us. If we're not there a couple of days, they're going to die. So they're not walking around saying, God, I wish humanity would disappear. They're just saying, gee, I hope mommy and daddy hang out and stick around and keep taking care of me. So not all animals feel the same way. But, uh, you know, if we look at it, and it's the same thing with humanity. If I look at James or my friends, I don't want them dead. I want, I, I think they're worth saving. But I, I would have to agree. You do? About yeah, that, that, that what I'm worth I'm I'm saving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is kind of funny if you think about it how much money we spend on the end of life treatment of one human being, hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep our lives going for one hour, one day, maybe a week. We must think that we are really important and we're really worth saving. But now if I step back and I look at the planet as a whole, I really have to wonder 
if we are benefiting anybody or anything. And I do have an answer, by the way, but I'm not going to disclose it right now. I'm going to make you listen to the show and see what other people say, if anybody does say anything. Um, because there, there is a way in which humanity is worth saving, which I'm not going to mention yet. But if I look at this from a big, 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 big perspective to what we have done to the planet in general, it's really hard to make a case that we have uh, really benefited the planet. We haven't benefited the streams. We haven't benefited the forests. Yes, we have stopped some forest fires, but at the, at, as a result of that, we've had much more devastating ones. We have done everything we can for ourselves. We are self centered. And we won't even ask the question, oh, is my life worth saving? I think that there are some elderly people who reach the point that they look at themselves and this is their feeling. I'm not making a judgment about them. And they say, oh my God, I'm using up resources. My poor mom, she's a hundred years old and she is very alert and alive and lovely, but she doesn't feel all that well. She's anxious to go on. She actually believes she's going to see my dad on the other side. And I hope she's right, even though I don't believe in that. And, you know, she often says, because uh, she's being supported by us, you know, why am I still here? So there are some people who cut, but of course, how would she feel if it was really the moment of her death? Uh, she might still be fighting. In fact, on some level, her body is fighting for life. So we have an instinct which makes us very survival oriented and really stops us from looking at the question of what is the value of my life and who, in fact, am I benefiting, if anybody, other humans, other species, the planet itself. So first thing I want to do is ask you to think about how do you even feel about this question? And I invite you to call in. Give that number again, James. Yes, 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. So in this moment, let's take a moment of silence and ask ourselves first, how do I feel about the question? How does it make me feel to ask that question? And then how do I really feel in my heart? We know that many of you, uh, many of us have religious uh, feelings that of course would say we can't commit suicide because that's against God. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if we were to be so devastated by climate change that it completely disrupts our ability to continue on the earth, what would the impact of that be? <sighs> if we were looking at it from God's perspective, seeing what we've done to each other and the earth, not that I'm saying God is blameless in this. Why did God give humanity dominion over the planet anyway <laughs> without really knowing what we're doing? Uh, you know, when I see the cruelty that we do 
to one another. And then I look at the cruelty that we do to animals. Oh, my God. Not just the cruelty of, okay, I eat meat and I am willing to let animals be slaughtered in order to keep me going. But also, how many people have animals that they don't care for properly, that they don't give their animals exercise or or a place to roam, or they stick them in uh, concrete. And they don't give them socialization. They, they, they keep their animals alone. You know, if, if God were looking down at us today, what would God say? What do you think? So I'd like you to feel yourself going deep inside yourself, asking yourself that question. All right, we're going to go to commercial break, and I hope some of you call in and tell us what you're thinking and feeling as I ask this question today. Is humanity worth saving? The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi, welcome back to Inside Out, where we are talking about are we a blessing or a curse? Is humanity worth saving? And I want to tell you that during our brief break, we were talking to our, to our engineer, whose name I will not mention on the air unless he wants to get on and speak for himself. And he said that uh, I shouldn't put him on the air because he'd be too negative. And he said that uh, he thinks that we should step back and really take a look at what we're doing. And we're not doing that. 
So he takes that question very seriously. We have a couple of callers, and we also have James who wants to respond to that. But let's start with Irene from San Diego. Hi, Beth. Um, The question brought up for me a question that I was asked when I was first diagnosed with cancer, and that question was, do you want to fight for your life? And um, what the question brought up for me, first of all, was a lot of fear. And Mm. the fear was that I didn't know whether Mm. I really wanted to fight for my life. That was the fear. And I think this question brings up the same, oh, my God, I don't want to really answer that question because I may find out that I don't think that humanity is worth saving. There's a part of me that wants to think it is. Mm -hmm. But I really like the the rawness of the question, I don't know if rawness is the right word, but stripped away from, oh, yes, of course, we want to continue, to the real reality of, you know, what can we find a justification for the continuation of humanity? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Well, you know, I think it just, and I'm not sure I can. Yeah. I have that same feeling of, oh, God, I want to, but I'm not sure I can. Find a justification. Well, you you know, sometimes we say, well, there are good people, and there are good people. Yeah. uh, But good people do bad things to other species and to the planet, myself included. I like to think of me as a good person. And in addition to that, you know, when you look at the amount of good and the even when we're talking about how we treat one another, you know, humans, inhumanity yeah. to humans, it's it's really it's dismaying, isn't it? Yes. And so, um, Irene, if you were to get real about this, which you are, you know, you're saying, you know, I don't even know. Supposing you came to the conclusion that no, uh, you know, you know, we're a scourge, and we if if we are to be allowed to continue on this planet, I think we better change our ways. <laughs> uh, supposing you came to that conclusion, then what? What what is the fear? I I think. The kind of existential fear is that I wouldn't have anything to hope for. Uh, you mean like that humanity was going to have a sudden shift of consciousness and we were going to become suddenly different? Is that what yes. you mean? Yes. I don't think that's it. Well... I guess, uh, and this seems related, it may be repeating it, uh, that there isn't any reason to believe we can become better than we are. Okay. Okay, keep going. 
that that would be discouraging because yeah, so, it would just be putting in time. It would be like your mother. Okay. So you're saying that if you came to the conclusion that humanity cannot change, then you would feel very discouraged. So it's really not whether or not we're worth saving, I mean, or another way to put it, you're not, you're not discouraged with the idea that we could all be obliterated. You're discouraged with the idea that we may not be able to change to become the blessing that we all hope we can be. Yeah, that we can't evolve. Okay. So this brings up the fear that we cannot evolve. I get that. I can understand that. Uh, Well, thanks for sharing that, Irene. I think that's a a very good question. And I certainly want to believe that humanity can evolve. Uh, I delude myself with that idea every day when I wake up, you know, and (laughs) I also feel like I've seen humanity evolve. And I've seen humanity Mm -hmm. evolve in big ways, and I've seen individuals evolve, but it really does feel daunting and overwhelming when you think about it. You know, we, we like to think that, well, we've gotten beyond certain things, but how much have we really gotten beyond? For instance, we did abolish slavery. And by the way, this is something that I, I was talking just the opposite on the climate show, saying we can do this, we can do this, you know. I said, things can change. We have, you know, slavery was outlawed. Yes, slavery was outlawed. Segregation took its place, still does. And there's still slavery in the world. So maybe yeah. we aren't the slave owners, but somebody is, you know, is. And, you know, we, you know, you look at it, you look across the board, say, okay, women are allowed to vote here, but where aren't women allowed to vote? Or children aren't being beaten in this house, but they're being beaten in that house. And um, if you look deep into the families and into the hearts of the people, uh, as I do that on a daily basis in my work, and uh, I, I look at the pain and the suffering that everybody has experienced from their loved ones. Yeah. And you know that that's not unusual. And this yeah. is in a country with a lot of wealth. And where there is education and there is opportunities available and you say, oh, my God, you know, how would how would it be if I were living in a place where they had no medical attention? You know, uh, it's, you know, and we and yet and yet the incredible price that we have paid for all that progress and all the stress that we're under and we look at the way that we still treat one another, the self-centeredness, it. Um, it, it feels like it's one of those things where it stops being showing up in this way, but then it starts to show up in another. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, the, the rash goes away here and it comes back there. The pain mm-hmm. leaves the hip and it moves to the jaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're looking at humanity as a whole, it, it's, it's still a pretty dismal picture. And the very fact that after all of this, we have people talking about the Keystone Pipeline again. You know, as though nobody knows uh, that, that we have a situation like global warming, that it's up again and that there are, you know, I just read that somewhere the Forest Service is going to allow there to be fracking in the forest. And, you know, I have a brain like a sieve, so I don't remember where. Um, you know, it makes you wonder. 
So yeah. I appreciate your call, and um, I thank you to, for calling, and we're going to be going on to the next caller, but I think other people may feel the same way you do. Okay, so our next caller is Elizabeth from San Diego. No, from Fallbrook. Elizabeth. <laughs> Hi, Justin <laughs> James. Hi. Hi. Um, what came up for me is, I think God's saying, you guys need to either shit or get off the pot, because... Mm-hmm you're at the point of no return. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of tied in with what Irene was saying, you know, fearful that we're not going to be able to change. Yes. Because there's you know, people that really work on changing themselves, but yet we're still doing the same things. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, okay, we need a greater number of people that are going to change before we can make this total shift. Mm-hmm. You know, Abs- it's like the hundredth yes. monkey theory. Yes. We may be the microcosm of the macrocosm, but we better have a, a lot more little microcosms out there making the shift for it to take. Yeah. I agree with you. So what what are you saying then? Is humanity worth saving? Boy, I would say right now, in my state of mind, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> even if that no, includes you, Elizabeth, even if that includes you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to play the devil's advocate on the other side. But why are you ignoring all the things that are changing? All the things that are what? That are changing. Why would you ignore all the strides in consciousness and all the awarenesses that you've had? It does seem like I'm arguing on two sides of the fence, doesn't it? I'm just trying to be in reality. Reality is complicated, isn't it? So, Elizabeth, have you made strides in yourself in the last year? Yeah. So, are I, I've you made showing some strides that in out? Some things, but other things, I haven't. So, well, you, you have know, a overall in the whole scheme of things. Yes. And, in it doesn't the scheme. seem like it's enough. Well, we're not talking about enough. I didn't ask you if you had changed enough. I asked you if you'd been changing. Yes. Well, who's to judge whether or not it's enough? What is enough anyway? <laughs> it, it, you have a whole lifetime, however long that lifetime is going to be, to change. And while it's, I'm not saying we should be dawdling. We need to have a little bit of patience because change happens every day. I see James. He's 70. I see him changing. I see myself changing. I'm almost 70. Yeah, I, I think, and of course, I want to believe that I'm improving. <laughs> so I should really put it that way. Do you know people that you think are changing in a positive way? Yeah. So I, what I do you think is Trump, are. huh? So I know some people are, are, but just in the immensity of the world. Yes, it seems. You know. But do we also know what's happening in the immensity of the world? Do you know how many people are working on themselves? Do you know how many people are trying to do good things? Uh, one of the things that happened with that climate panel is that I learned about all kinds of people who were doing fantastic things that I didn't know about. And... 
if if we're yes, it's not in the news very much, but there are people who are doing things and r- trying to be the voice in the wilderness. You know, if we throw in the towel, Elizabeth, then we will not join those people who are the voice in the wilderness saying, hey, we have to change. We'll just go hide in a corner. If we take the attitude, and again, isn't this a joke? Does it sound like I'm contradicting myself? What I'm saying is that by saying no and by going into despair, we are ensuring that we're not worth saving. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Because it makes us passive, it makes us discouraged, it closes our heart, and it stops us from what we can do every day. And if we don't have those qualities, if we are not fighting for change, it will never happen. It will never happen. Then we are guaranteeing that it'll never happen. I'm not willing to do that. Are you? I don't don't want to see that happen. All right. So, sounds to me like you need to start having hope because hope will activate us, as we've often talked about. You know, we said when we did the climate panel, I cannot focus only on the doom and gloom because then people won't do anything. And if we don't do anything, then we're guaranteeing the outcome. It's like a guy who's been drinking for a lot of years and his health has gone down the tubes and his family has fallen apart and all of that. And he says, look at all of that. And he could say, well, am I worth saving? Is my life worth saving? And if he looks at all the bad things that he did to his children, to his boss, to his body and all of that, he might say, no, I should just kill myself and, and get out of it now. But how do you know? That that very man, if he actually sobers up and changes his life, isn't going to help save the life of some young kid who is in turn going to become a doctor who is going to help others or helps with the Ebola virus in Africa. I mean, you don't know that. We don't know that one person making a change can have such a rippling effect on so many other people and maybe on the consciousness of the planet, there is a day when attitudes change. It's like when we look at the attitude towards gay marriage, isn't it absolutely astonishing that we are now taking it for granted that gay marriage is becoming legal all over the country? When I was growing up, just being a homosexual was illegal. Doing homosexual uh, uh, acts. Yes, when I, went, when I was uh, growing up in Texas, it was a criminal offense to, to commit a gay act, a sexual gay act. That's right. Called sodomy. Yeah. That's right. And it it's probably still is in some places. You know, I haven't kept track. But it's like, what happened? It seems like a year and a half, two years ago, Gay marriage seemed like, oh, my God, it's one of those fringe, uh, uh, you know, crusades. And now it's just becoming acceptable. Now we have to keep fighting. You know, there was a time when we had Roe v. Wade and women were allowed to have abortions. 
And uh, that I ended what to me was a horrible period of time where women were forced into bar rooms and back rooms and because women are going to have abortions anyway, guys. Uh, I was one of those, you know, who was being forced into that as a young woman because abortion was illegal. And um, it just so happens I miscarried before that abortion ever happened or I probably would have been dead because uh, God knows who I was going to. Uh, literally, a bar in Pennsylvania was where I was going for my abortion. And, um, you know, and then we got abortion and it was legal. And now, a in a lot of places, it's becoming illegal again. And I just read recently that in El Salvador, that it is illegal for an, to have an abortion, even in the case of a risk to the woman's life. And un on fetuses that cannot be sustained outside the womb are being saved at the expense of the mother. It's to me, it's insane. Okay. Now I grant you that there are people out there who are going to say, Beth, you're wrong. You know, I, we think you're insane and I do appreciate what they have to say. I do appreciate that we should not take life in vain, but we take life in vain all the time. I mean, so many of the people who will say that let's protect the unborn fetuses, let children starve to death. So that's okay. See, we're unconscious, guys. We're unconscious about the impact of the decisions we make. We allowed, we allowed the spread of AIDS because we didn't want to support contraception. How many people did that kill? Don't these people have a right to live too? So, no, uh, humanity, I will admit, is pretty unconscious. And we don't think through really everything that we're doing. And we don't check in with God. And we're not really bringing down divine consciousness the way we should. But then we come to this question. And what we have to do is ask for divine guidance about this is everything else. Are we going to do what we have to and can in order to support humanity to change in ways that will save us and will change us to become the blessing? And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from our next commercial break. So stay with us because I think we're going to get into the upbeat part. But... <laughs> Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. 
The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. Today we are just going straight headlong into a very crucial question, which is, is humanity worth saving? Are we actually a blessing to this planet or are we a curse? And we've already admitted the fact, at least I have admitted the fact, that in terms of a lot of species and the planet, Earth, and so on, we have not really been helping. Uh, You know, we can say, oh, yeah, but look, we've built pyramids. Well, how did that help the desert? You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, so I don't even provide shade. Right. (laughs) Really? So anyway, uh, yeah, we have a pretty dismal track record. So before I get into what, you know, where, where we're going on this show, James is dying to speak up. Yes, so take yes, it yes. away. Well, yes. when you invited us to go in our hearts, what do we feel and what would we want to say to God and so on? Or from, from God's perspective, what, what should it be? My first feeling was remorse, remorse that we've done so much that's wrong both to our planet and to each other. And and I wanted to, like, throw myself at the mercy of the court, so to speak, get down <laughs> on my knees and say, like the criminal in front of the judge, please give me more time, give me another chance, I'll turn life around, I really will, I'll change. And uh, and the thing is, is this is, it's the same thing to say, I would want to say to somebody who, uh, if they were going to commit suicide, I'd say, well, if you commit suicide and you're dead, you've lost the chance to change. So God, yes. don't, cut our, don't cut off our chance to change. And, and, oh. and, and, and for us to take the attitude, we need all the time we can get. Uh, and it looks like we may be able to turn around this thing about uh, the planet uh, possibly not becoming uh, habitable uh, with enough climate change. Uh, we may be turning that around. We, we need enough time to turn things around. It looks like that is going to be successful. But then the question is, can we turn things around enough to where we stop uh, the things that we're doing to the other species uh, and, and stop the things that we're doing to each other? And if we, we just have enough time, if we can mobilize our motivation now to just stop and say, oh, my God, uh, if there were a verdict today, I'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah? if, you know, if, if God has a vote and, of course, and if God says, you know, I've had enough. Okay, we've had we have had enough mercy for you criminals. That's enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, you've squandered your inheritance. We, <laughs> you know, we've inherited the earth and we've messed up bad. Well, I love what you're saying, James. I think that's very profound and very profoundly important because okay, now this is equally a reprehensible, I'm sure, to many people who are listening. In a way, just as I am a grain of sand uh, on the beach, I, there's, you know, I have very little import uh, in the vast evolution. Uh, I, it's not just I compared to all of humanity. 
it's I com- and all of humanity compared to everything that's happening in the universe. And if we look at it, we are less than a grain of sand on the beach. <laughs> you know, the universe is so vast and there is evolution in so many places. We have no idea, do we? We really don't know if consciousness is is um, expanding and developing and evolving on different levels in other places. And I'm not talking about science fiction now. I'm saying we just don't truly know because of how vast this universe is. And the fact that we pray to or we ask for guidance from something which I call higher consciousness and some of us call God or whatever we do, so that means that we have had the experience that there is higher consciousness out there that we can tap into. And I think we talked about this on our show about The Secret, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that or uh, listened to that one, you really might uh, find it very, very fascinating. It may answer a lot of questions that you've had. But we, we believe in that divine guidance. We believe that there is an intelligence greater than our own that may or may not uh, be personal. It's not like human intelligence. It doesn't mean that it's like my Aunt Sadie that, or you know, you, you're saying, oh, I'd like to go to God and say, give me mercy, give me mercy. Like God is a person who can say, well, all right, James, you know, you're a nice guy, give me another <laughs> chance. But something, there is some intelligence that's uh, evolving on the universe in the universe, we don't even need to have beings for me to know that because I know that because I can type, tap into a higher consciousness that tells me things that I could not otherwise know. And so I know that there is higher consciousness. I am personally willing to have no answer to the question, is humanity worth saving? I can say uh, what is worth Everything is the evolution of consciousness. That's what it's worth to me. And this is kind of what I would say to Elizabeth, who sounds really down now, is to realize that whatever you see in all the individuals, in ourselves, or even in our species, the question is, (coughs) is there something larger? Is it evolving? Is there evolution in the universe? Is the universe worth saving? And, and what would make it that, to me, is evolution. Now, that's my personal view on things. And I do see evolution. I feel it. I feel that everything is evolving, whether humanity or this particular beautiful planet continues forever. Well, it isn't going to continue forever anyway. When we get snuffed out is a matter of destiny. But what I would like to support is the evolution of consciousness, that as long as we are here, let's gird our loins and take on the challenge of evolving. And just as you were saying, James, you know, to keep looking at ourselves and seeing what can I do today? What can we do today to improve our consciousness to what we used to call raise our consciousness to support us to start thinking of others other species and even to think more clearly about ourselves and what is it going to take for that to happen one of the things that we know is that healing has to happen for consciousness to change most people who are 
desperate, frightened, hungry, in despair, uh, traumatized, have difficulty being heart-centered and open. There are miraculous individuals who were able to go into a concentration camp and come out a better person. But so many people have been hideously damaged by each other. You look at traumatized societies that create more terrorists because the people are already traumatized, uh, whether that's outside the country or that's in gangs. You know, bring people up in a violent environment. Where are they going to turn? So a lot of healing needs to take place for people to actually be able to think differently, feel differently, and be different. What are we going to do if we don't dedicate ourselves to doing the work on ourselves and to providing that healing opportunity for others? Then we are ensuring that humanity will not change. And everything that we do that supports consciousness will support the evolution of consciousness as a whole because I do believe in oneness now. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I believe in that. So whether humanity is destined to live another 50 years or 3,000 years, when we're going to get snuffed out, is it because the sun is going to go out or because we've uh, created global, global warming or another ice age comes or whatever it is that we can or cannot live through? Whatever, let's take advantage of the time we have. Just like you said, James, and I want you to look in your heart, James, because mm -hmm. I feel like you have something very specific that happened to you lately that has brought you to what you said today. Yes, I believe I know what it is. Okay, what is it? Well, when I had this uh, recent uh, physical body setback. That our, our audience doesn't know about that. Okay. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, last Friday, um, my body uh, failed me entirely. I blacked out. And I got taken to the uh, emergency room in an ambulance. And uh, I was in the hospital for several days. And I got out yesterday. And... <clears throat> What this taught me, one of the things that it taught me, was that I had been taking my body for granted. And I could do whatever I want, and my body would be okay. Which and, is the way we treat the planet. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, what happened was, I, I, I was taking two different medicines that were incompatible. But I didn't know that. And the person who, who recommended that second medicine didn't know that. And uh, all hell broke loose inside of my body, so much so that I had uh, hives, basically, all over my body, all over my skin. Um, but so, let's, yeah, the details aren't as important as, I mean, it's good to, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, James was, it wasn't Friday, honey, it was Saturday. <laughs> But, it was Saturday, uh, right. Yeah, it was Saturday. And he, yes, we had to go in, in an ambulance and it was very frightening. And he had some very frightening symptoms, high fevers and all of that stuff. But what I'd like to for you to get to, because it feels like you're getting close to something, is you say that you realize that you've taken your body for granted. And that's very much the way we treat ourselves and each other. We treat our relationships as though we don't need to work on them. 
we treat our, our bodies as though we could abuse them in any way we want and they should perform. We treat our spirits shabbily. We think that we can focus on, you know, the, the material life alone and think that our spirits are going to be fine. I mean, we are, and we're, we treat other species badly and uh, we wonder why our planet is so out of balance. Uh, you know, why we don't have fish in, healthy fish in the sea because they already have been uh, uh, poisoned by mercury toxicity or whatever else is in there. And so it's like, yes, we can't take anything for granted and your i what i hear you saying james is if and tell me if i'm wrong about this i have taken everything for granted mm. i have taken love for granted that yeah. i can be uh, angry or abusive and the people around me will continue to love me mm -hmm. i have taken my body for granted i have taken my life for granted and I'm learning. I'm turning this around. I want another chance to really be conscious, to start being aware of what I'm doing, of aware of how I'm impacting myself and others, and aware that there uh, is a higher consciousness that can guide me. And that's what I'm hearing what you say. Uh, am, I, am I getting that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, and in that process, to ask the question, I'll continually, what is for the highest good of all, including myself? Before, before taking an action that's going to affect your body or affect other people or your emotional life or your, your spirit. And if, if we can just keep asking that question and then allowing ourselves to intuitively feel in our heart which, what the answer is and act from that, what's for the highest good of all, including myself, instead of just simply acting. Yes, uh, and that's really such an important place to end this because if we were asking every single time, what is for the highest good of all, including myself, that would include humanity, then we would come up with different policies about the way that we treat the planet and one another and the animals and other species. And we have to always look at that highest good. I, there are no simple answers. The answer to abortion is not a simple yes or no. It's a question of what is for the highest good of all. And we are out of time, James. Would you please yes. tell us what we're talking about next week? Next week's episode, Illness, Myths, and Mayhem. Some of us don't even want to use the word illness. We have to talk about health. But we all experience illness from mild to severe, from passing to chronic. And our attitude toward it can dramatically impact our lives. In fact, it can sometimes mean the difference between life and death. So let's, let's talk about illness and how we treat it. So on this upcoming episode of Inside Out, we'll ask you, how was illness treated in your family of origin? How is it treated in your current family or culture? Do you deny it? Do you worship it? Do you exploit it? Do you accept it in yourself but not in others? Or vice versa? Why? Where do you get your attitudes? And what are you teaching your children? Does your attitude help or hurt? the physical or mental health of yourself and those around you. So don't miss the opportunity to talk about well, illness, some of the myths about it and the mayhem those myths can create. So tune in, call in, and ask best intuitively guided help. Okay. And, join, and, and be sure to join our post-show forum as well. Yes, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, James, but we have sure. to go. Bringing consciousness to illness, 
And I say the question isn't whether or not humanity is worth saving. The question is, are we willing to take every moment that we have and use it for the highest good of all? And then let's leave it to the universe and to God as to whether or not we're going to go on. God bless and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Music